You're now listening to the Something Good Podcast Network. Please press any key to continue. everybody and welcome to this week's edition of the couch rotatoes i'm alex this is cap morrison and morrison's got his fancy smancy microphone set damn up right. today damn right got my headphones my special mic and shit uh-huh, right damn i feel like a guest on the joe rogan show <laughs> <laughs> now let me talk about why dmt is terrible for you <laughs> joe why you stop l- take it stop going on dmt and hunting elk <laughs> and stop feeding it to your fucking dog you piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> why you considered elk meat <laughs> yeah, it's great. Why but you, I don't take DMT and hunt them. <laughs> why, why, why you lie to Joe? Why you talk shit to Joe? <laughs> the you? great con of Joe. <laughs> yes, mighty Joe. <laughs> oh, God. Well, uh, this is going to be kind of another little hangout episode. Uh, a couple weeks ago, or last week, I'm not quite sure when it dropped, uh, we were talking about our favorite comedians and the TV shows they got. But one kind of aspect of that we really didn't go down that I think would be pretty fun is talking about sketch comedy comedy shows yeah because there was a shit ton of them that was like, my shit back in, in our, the day yeah in our like in all of our timelines mm-hmm. you know some are like we're all different ages but like late 20s early 30s yeah. and you know when we were teenagers and that was the era of it basically era the era 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 no absolutely and uh what kind of sparked me thinking about that was the fact that uh whose line is it anyway the Drew Carey seasons are now on hbo max so it's like i just started putting that on in the background and just letting it ride and good god i have i genuinely forgot how funny it was like i remember it being funny of course it's yeah. like every, everyone talked about that show being funny but it's like i forgot just how well timed some of those jokes were it was it was fucking way before ahead of its time it's all improv too which is like you know that's a hard medium to push yeah and, yeah uh, especially like other than that show there's only been a handful of sketch comedy like that's pure improv acted out sketches yeah. with very limited resources yeah you just have an idea and yeah. then you have to execute you know an and entire there's no, and there's no writers no they have to pull it straight from their ass you know? yeah every single time and, and they're funny and it's timed very well and you know there's only a handful of shows that i could think of that go that route snl does you know here and there they have but, comedy writers but they also they are the comedy writers so yeah. they will improv quite a few scenes especially when it's those guests on scene they, right. have to, they have to change it up because sometimes the guest is just like too like what the fuck like elon musk yeah, but there's, yeah. <laughs> but there's been mo- yeah, but <laughs> but there's been moments like with uh, Eddie Murphy where like uh, just a certain moment of improv makes that entire sketch, you know. I didn't for some reason I wound up not watching too much Saturday Night Live. Uh, really, the only sketch comedies I watched is I would catch Mad TV every so often. That is such a raunchy fucking show. That's why Dude. I took off. Yeah, and exactly. Because I was watching it at uh, one o'clock in the afternoon on Comedy Central. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep. and then be Deborah fucking Deborah what's her name and just smoking a cigarette and it's like, there's got to be a better way. And it's like a gas oven for kids and it's yes. just like, oh shit. <laughs> and it shows like this little kid like pushing this gas oven and like now you got to disconnect the gas valve and he just goes. Rrr! 
right. <laughs> I remember her. Just fu- her light a cigarette the whole time. Dude, I remember her uh, Whitney, uh, Whitney oh, Houston sketches. Oh, yeah. And she was, <laughs> Where she like, was full on crackhead Whitney. <laughs> did you ever see the, uh, I know we're going off a little bit, uh, but the Price is Right one where she goes topless by accident. I don't remember this one. She starts running. She's in the stands. She's in the stands. Yeah. And she runs down. And she turns, and her top comes off, uh-huh. and she's facing the crowd, and the crowd goes fucking nuts, right. and it's all blurred out. But you could tell that's like a what the fuck moment. Like, no, 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 keep, 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 keep rolling, keep Just rolling, roll keep, rolling keep rolling, keep <laughs> rolling. We can't, we, we can't redo this. Oh my god, that's great. We're gonna be sad that she's not topless now, <laughs> right? <laughs> because you can tell her like tucking one in, and she's just like, it's still <laughs> just hanging. Meanwhile, everybody's just like googling or YouTubing this shit right now. No. It's listening. <laughs> no, I don't remember that one at all, but I loved Mad TV. Oh man, it was so good. One of my favorite Mad TV skits was um, the uh, Pizza Hut Ultra Stuffed Crust Pizza, and, it, and it's like it just it kept devolving and devolving. It was like yeah, yeah it, it was like you could find a bag of chips stuffed it right there yeah. in the crust, and yeah. then it was like, and then you find a two, a two liter of Mountain Dew stuffed right in the crust and a bucket of KFC chicken. And it's like and, and you change your grandma all stuffed within the Pizza Hut double stuffed thick crust pizza. Yeah, it hits hard, so harder back then because it, that was new. Oh yeah. Yeah. Everybody's got stuffed crust now, but back Dude, then. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize stuffed crust pizza was such a newer thing. Yeah. I didn't know that came out in the 90s. Oh, yeah. I remember I remember the turn when it was starting to come in, like, you know, the school pizzas and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never got it in school, but I remember seeing that on TV. And I, I'd be like, hey, let's get one of those. My dad's like, that's fucking high. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not buying that. No, I, I, I genuinely... I, I remember it being a thing, yeah. but I also, at that point, also remember, like, different food items being a limited edition thing that's like i would see it sometimes and not all the time so i guess just in my head i thought that was like a thing that had been around maybe since at least the 70s that feels like a 70s thing like dude what if we like put cheese in the crust what if you stopped smoking dope and got a job that's what that's what happened that kid from the 70s never grew, grew up, up. <laughs> and started working for pizza hut in the 90s and was we'll like my whole goddamn pizza with barbecue and chicken wings <laughs> so yeah you'll eat it you fat piece of shit <laughs> that was the mad that, that was mad tv yeah. you will eat it you fat piece of shit it's like that, it's like that meme i saw of like the kfc side it says bucket it's like they're not even trying anymore they basically say come to your pick draw fatty <laughs> <laughs> here's your bucket <laughs> and it's so true it's just like here's your bucket <laughs> now I don't think it was West Virginia <laughs> I know it here's your bucket <laughs> well that too and the and the uh, and the other thing I really liked about Mad TV and I think it's well I think slash no it's the reason I was aware of it back then was in 99 Kiss was on there for their Halloween special and they did yeah. a whole bunch of skits they and fought, they fought uh, Michael Jackson yep, yep they and fought freed him. the children yes and freed the children because that, that was kind of like an ongoing like B plot they had going like throughout the episode is they do like random cutaways to a Michael Jackson character like abducting kids right and then, like finally led into like Kiss like beating up a Michael Jackson and being like you know he uh he's gone for now but he'll be back he always comes back and when he does call us kiss will be there <laughs> it's weird to watch that now you know post you know posthum in a posthumous uh, michael jackson world because yeah. like when he was alive in that time period he was that guy that was accused of touching little boys oh, yeah, and that's especially all it even was then, <laughs> and, and it was a total play on that and it's I still want, makes it funny to me this day. Right. <laughs> it's always, always going to be funny. Oh, yeah. Creepy pop star with a 
a fucking theme park that they live in in yeah, Neverland. Yeah, beat him up. Yeah, that's fucking funny. Yeah, <laughs> it's hilarious. Let's kick his ass. <laughs> Let's kick his ass. <laughs> I love the uh, the Will Sasso uh, ones a lot too. Oh, the, the Kenny, Kenny Rogers, the Kenny jackass. Rogers jackasses. Oh my and God. Will Sasso oh. is such a like like he was fat for so long, and then he got skinny on Mad TV. He got real thin, like, right? But he, he was lost, still like giant. Oh, he's still a yeah. big guy because he's like six foot four, six foot five. Yeah, and uh, I remember when he came back after like a whole season being gone or something. And they're like, whoa, Will, what happened to you? You're not funny anymore. He's like, I'm still doing, I'm literally doing the same material. He's like, nah, man, you're just not funny. And he's just like, ah, and he goes after the snack table. And starts, and starts just eating everything. I remember that. He punches Bobby Lee in the chest. Boom. And he starts eating Bobby Lee. <laughs> Give me your essence. <laughs> Dude, apparently Bobby Lee was just like the guy to party with. Oh, man, monster. To- yeah. He was apparently remember, remember, like, remember uh, when he had the, he did those skits where he was always the party monster with yeah. his daywoo? Yes. <laughs> He's like, don't you want to hang out with Tank? <laughs> Tank. <laughs> Come on, girl, don't you want to get in my daywoo? <laughs> He'd have his buddy in the fucking trunk <laughs> doing all the stupid shit. Like, turn it, he, his buddy would be in the trunk holding a stereo, and he'd be the stereo, the lights, and everything, the smoke machine. He's like, shut up, man! I got, I'm just trying to score some ass. Yes. <laughs> No, I love seeing him like post Mad TV, just like be a uh, the weird Burt Kreischer type uh, stand up comedian where he's like shameless and like being oh, sure. Yeah, well, didn't he have a whole thing like with Ari Schaefer about that? Like, I think so. It was a fight or something. He had a fight with somebody. Somebody, no, somebody punched, you know, somebody punched him in the fucking skull. Somebody punched Bobby Lee in the back of the head or something. I didn't ran, see this story. I think it was Ari uh-uh. Schaefer. Ari Schaefer, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, like, a piece no, of it was a big thing between Bobby Lee and him, and they brought it up on a show. Uh, one of the guys asked him, hey, man, what the fuck was actually all that? He's like, no, Ari Schaefer beat the fuck out of me in the hallway at the comedy store. Huh. Damn. God that, damn. That, that wasn't a skit. No, that wasn't a fucking skit. Because that was <laughs> fucking hilarious. That whole underground comedy scene is weird because they talk noticed, about all their shit on their own podcast. That's one thing I noticed. Is like, there's so many people from Mad TV who have branched out. Yeah. And you see them everywhere. Mm-hmm. There's always somebody, especially, uh, what's it, that tall guy that did the Stewart? Oh, his, I think his name was Michael McDonald. Yeah, I'm, Michael I'm, McDonald. Man. He yeah, pops up and everywhere. not the guy from the Doobie Brothers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm going to be there. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to blow my brains out. <laughs> that was one of those things when I started seeing Will Sasso, I didn't realize that I knew of him prior because I yeah. had I had run into him because one, one of the last few apps I tried hopping on when it was hot was Vine. Like, yeah. I, I legit downloaded that early because I liked the concept. And within context, Instagram wasn't doing video and Facebook didn't have a big video platform. This was the first like real video platform for social media out there. And I like the concept of like you put your finger on the screen, it records. As soon as you take your finger off the screen, it stops recording. How long was it? Like uh, like seven or eight seconds. Yeah, the limit. Yeah, and, and you could so there was a time limit and for a creative like me, and I never really utilized it too well, but if it had stayed up, that would have been a great way to like really try to create funny fast content and i wound up running into this guy on vine called will sasso and i'm like oh this guy's funny and then as i started going back and watching old mad tv things i'm like oh fuck will's in this okay that's why i recognize him and like part of like his humor still ran true with me uh, them and like there's there's so many like in and outs mm-hmm. from mad tv that show up on the joe rogan show too yeah because uh, yep. joe rogan had a show that ran concurrently with mad tv i forget what it was Fit Factor. Uh, uh, it was before Fit Factor. It was a it was a man show. 
no, no, no. It was before all that. It was a sitcom he was on. Oh, what's uh, it called? Dick. News, uh, news radio or yeah, whatever. News radio. He was on that with Phil Hartman. Yeah, before Phil Hartman died. Yep. But um, no, it was when SNL was kind of going down in its slump. Yeah. And he he right before he done the Man Show because the Man Show is technically a weird skit show. Yeah, it is. yeah. Before, what's his name? Andy Milanakis mm-hmm. came from right. God, I forgot about that dude. Yeah, the thirteen year old who looks yeah, 30. forever a thirteen year old. Yeah, yeah. Was well, the thirty year old that looks thirteen? Yeah, that's, that's what it is. is. Yeah. But uh, no, nah, man, I keep seeing quite a few people from Mad TV on his podcast mm-hmm. and on Bobby Lee's and stuff like that. But you don't, yeah. I don't see a lot of the women anymore. No, uh, Nicole Sullivan's the first name that comes up for me, and the last thing I saw her in was Black Dynamite. Yeah, De- Deborah Woman, uh, the black lady from. Yeah, you don't she's see. In, she's in, get this, Wolfenstein, The New Order. Oh, uh, really? I think, that, I think voice so, acting's been, yeah, been her they thing. Because now that when they do voice acting, they actually map the face, yeah. too. So it is her. And she's very Nazis in the resistance of the future. And she's just very like, expressive anyway. Oh, she's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, it's great. I was Phil, like, holy shit, is that Deborah Winger? <laughs> Phil, Phil Lamar does the same shit. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Ari Spears is, is around yeah. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> he does the uh, Snoop. Uh, he does like a Snoop DMX and the Shack and the, Sha- and the Shaq Sha- impressions really well. I like to see him and uh, uh, Kenan Thompson do Shaq and Charles Barkley sports night. Oh, my night. God. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying he would do like the cross-eyed, you know, uh-huh, thing when yeah. he do Shaq? He'd be like, "If I make this free hey, throw, I will uh, will you go throw away your weapons of mass destruction?" And he misses. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and see, and the fun thing is, is like you know, while we're talking about like you know Saturday Night Live and Mad TV, it's like you know that was running you know early mid late nineties, you know all of that. But you know, with me being born in ninety two, you know by mid nineties, yeah, I could sometimes sneak up and you know catch that stuff. You know, when Mom found out Kiss was going to be on, you yeah. know, she's like, okay, you can watch that episode, you know, stuff like that. But the genius thing about it is, but even for you know folks my age that was a little younger than Cap and then you. We had shit like all that. Yeah, we had and all that. Amanda mm-hmm. show and shit like that. But it's like y'all had a little bit more of the crossover. It's like with the age. It's like, but I was allowed to kind of watch the Amanda show and all that, and Keenan and Kel a little faster than I was Saturday Night Live or Mad TV. Also because of the time slots. Yeah. But no, so it's like, but when you actually go back and even as an adult watch those shows. They're fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah, they're all bangers, man. They're fucking great. They're great. And it's like, and that goes to like show, like, especially Nickelodeon during that time, which we've already talked about in a couple episodes, but it's like just how good their programming was at that time. It's yeah. how geared toward kids and toward our age group it was at that time that like we could go from having our own cartoons, not about education, but just about silly, goofy shit, straight to our own comedy skit shows that weren't heavily, you know, sexually inverted or you know adult humor shit we could watch it works great to transition younger people from Mm -hmm. cartoons to live action yeah and all that was the saturday night live of for kids oh totally like it's not raunchy but it is just like slapstick funny and goofy yeah teenage with teenage problems and and you still get that that, and you still get that now with you know saturday night live it's still goofy yeah on sometimes sometimes a little cringy yeah and so was all that on a few things Mm -hmm. but like you don't see that as a kid you know you just see like uh what's her name doing the fucking news report Mm -hmm. and amanda Bynes and everybody and ken and kel you know that's all you see yeah but it's a good transition you know because then after all that what do you have you have shows like pete and pete yeah and Mm -hmm. um are you afraid of the dark are you afraid of the dark which prepares kids for horror series yeah which i think are you afraid of the dark is probably the progenitor of why american horror story uh clarice and all these other fucking horror series like hannibal 
were so popular because oh, yeah. those people would have been 20, 25 when mm-hmm. those shows came out. And, and now they're and in charge King of the Hill came out and ruined it all because now we all love cartoons again. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but, that, but that's an absolute fact. You know, people kind of talk about, you know, which I'm sure we'll discuss more, you know, in the talking about sketch comedies because I can even feel a little bit of that returning, which I'll explain. But, um, you know, with what's old is new again. I think that's a perfect example with like, you know, are you afraid of the dark influence, influencing such a large generation of people to where now when they're in control of TV networks and have money and, you know, are submitting things to Netflix, all of a sudden, yeah, we're going to see new flavors and tastes of that because the kids that got influenced by it, it's like, okay, I want to make a version of that now. Yeah, well, it goes, to, it goes to that whole thing of you see it on television, you see yourself. You see someone who looks like you, acts like you, speaks like you, it relates. So now you've sold a customer. You know, you're, you know, it's all about money at the end, but it's, you're still selling it. Now, that's what, like, uh, could you imagine in the early 90s, a show about a crack dealer named Franklin being the most popular show in FX? <laughs> right? I just started I that, too. <laughs> fucking love this black guy who sells crack. In 1992, I would have been like, that dude probably caused AIDS. <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, 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 it generates, you know, there's so much more different stuff out, you know. And it, all the sketch shows we saw as kids, mm-hmm. um, because if I remember, there was another one. It was a cartoon sketch show, Kablam. Yes. Yeah, yeah. All right. That, that, and that had some live action parts mm-hmm. to it. Even different types of animation. Yeah. Um, that a lot of stop motion. You, yeah, it sets you up from that to all that, and then you get a little bit older. You're watching like regular live shows and stuff like that. Then you start watching live comedy. Mm-hmm. Whose line is it anyway? Yep. Comedy Central presents. You know, and now the sketch show changes. Yeah, and now you're watching Saturday Night Live, the show that's been around since the '70s, mm-hmm. but it's a revolving cast, which keeps it funny. Yeah, yeah, it's a machine then, at this then point. Then Mad TV comes out. It's like, who are these fucking B-list monsters <laughs> yeah. smoking and drinking and thinking this is funny? Yeah, and it's like at oh two my o'clock God, in the afternoon. <laughs> well, Artie Lane. Yep, that's Artie where he Lane, got his start. <laughs> yeah, little baby fucking uh, <laughs> Artie Lang. Yeah, pre fucking dirty work, I think. Yeah. But you know what? I don't think you're wrong about the whole sketch show changing yeah. because there's going to be plenty of shows that kind of tried to repeat the format of a Saturday night live or, you know, this and the other, but even the concept of a kablam where that was multiple cartoons. Sure. You could look at it as like a cartoon short show, but at the same time, it is still kind of a skit show because you've got a revolving cast of characters and two hosts introducing it. It's kind of set up like in Saturday night live, mad TV type deal. Well, so, and so, then even flip it all the way to, I would give robot chicken. Oh, kind of thinking of it. Yeah, comedy. Yeah, even Mm -hmm. though it's quick, fast animation, the way it's set up, even with just like the five second gags they would have sometimes as they're clicking through the channel, you can't tell me that's not inspired by sketch comedy. That's exactly what it is. It's just uh, you know, how can we make you know the the funniest you know ten seconds? Mm -hmm. Pick a random thing, pick another random thing, put it in a scenario, go make it funny. What I like about Robot Chicken is it's a it's a fans look. How stupid your love for uh, subjects are. Yes. Yes. I love G.I. Joe. They had a fucking skit where a dude named Trouser Snake, that was his name, (laughs) ends up killing 
all the GI Joes. Yeah. And they're like, wow, trousers, they can great. And it's like, then it devolves into like the GI Joes died and like, oh my God, oh my God, man, oh my fucking yeah. God. He's like, <laughs> That's death what in the always air, happens. Death in the air. It's like, thank you, Seth Green, for yeah. making me hate the Care Bears. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> me, they're just like eating the fucking GI Joes. <laughs> game over, man, man game, game over. <laughs> but like, there's just so many, like, it, it, it's a fan's look. You know, like Seth Green or Seth MacFarlane even. Yeah. That's a fan of pop culture who gets to write the material, and that's the best material. Yeah, it really is. it is. And just, it, it stops shit from, like, being rehashed, mm-hmm. which I hate. That kind of all comes from, like, the uh, the Kevin Smith thing, too, with, like, implementing fandom into uh, yeah. Yeah. your stories. And he's great stories. because he's a true fan. Yeah. And something else, too. I, so, it's like, I feel that there's multiple... I feel I feel like there's multiple sections to making a successful skit comedy show like that, and one of it is being a true fan of whatever you're skewering, because yeah. again, true fans can find the funniest bits to make fun of because we love it enough to find the flaws, and then B, and it's something that I feel that a lot of comedians aren't necessarily lacking these days, but haven't honed it in as well as they used to. Maybe podcasting is kind of helping with it, but they're improv. Yeah. And one of those, it's like, we I put on Whose Line Is It Anyway before we started this episode because yeah. it's on HBO Max. And it's like, going back and rewatching that, it came out in 99, the US version, uh, with Drew Carey as the host. And it is just miraculous seeing Wayne Brady and Ryan Stiles' heads like working so fast and like them kind of looking oh, yeah. at each other like, you motherfucker, you said that and I've got to follow it. Yeah. And it's like and that kind of silent competition that's like you watch enough of the episodes, you see Wayne Brady like eyeing down like Greg. Yeah. And during certain times, like, come on, give me something. Give me something. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. Load I'll, the gun. Load the gun. <laughs> uh, load the gun. I'll fire it and make everyone love me. Yeah. That kind of thing. Like, throw me for a loop. It's competitive like that. that yes. they're having, and they're having fun with it it's because also, of the competition. Oh, totally. Out of, out of all, like, Sketchcom is the most unique. It was. Because now you got, you know, we, we don't see it, but, like, Comedy Central Presents... You know, in real life, those were three shows yeah. mm-hmm. on top of each other. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine someone like Greg Giraldo opening and some poor fucker like Bill Burr in the early days having to cover that? Yeah. And then after that, Patrice O'Neill or something. Mm-hmm. Like, can you imagine how mind-fucked you have to be? To oh, be like, yeah. How do I cover these guys? They're too good. Mm-hmm. But it, who's like, either way, it's right there, like you said. Yeah. It's right there. And I would love to see another sketch comedy show like that mm-hmm. but that isn't whose line is it anyway yeah something that's close to it yeah what else can you do with improv yeah. and man here's the interesting thing it's like i, I was watching i binge watched the first season i didn't realize how different the first season was compared to after that it was kind of like their pilot season trying to get everything together like they only did one episode with the hoedown and like it's usually like every episode if not like every two episodes they do the hoedown uh, if you go back and watch the original version mm-hmm. The hoedown is is in there a lot. Yeah. But I think it's because they wanted to step away from the British version, even though they kept the same people. Yeah, yeah. Because <clears throat> Greg Proops, yeah. Proops is one of the oldest ones on there, next with Colin Mark and Ron stuff. Uh, but I could see them not going away from that first season. And yeah. then some of the second season, some producers like, no, do the fucking hoedown. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, so I was rewatching it, and after kind of getting through the first season and into the second season, it really reminded me how much it actually influenced even some of the media we enjoy today. And one clicked with me that I never really realized. All of us here watch Good Mythical Morning. 
think about the wheel at the very end of the episode. Yeah. It's an improv class because yeah. nine times out of ten, they'll, or especially in the earlier episodes, they would spin it and it's like, you know, Link's getting attacked by bees. And then it's like they kind of pause for a second and then Link will just start screaming, you know, waving his arms around his head and it's like, oh my God, oh my God, I got to get that, you know, and they'll like do a quick little improv thing. And that's how they would just end the show. And they explained it being, it's like, we didn't want to say, you know, thanks so much, you know, come back tomorrow. You know, they didn't want to do that. They just wanted a way to end it. And they're like, well, we'll just do some improv. And they even do like the, uh, the 10 word story where they have to say one word each and go back and forth. That's pretty similar to like the whose line is it anyway, three-headed uh, chorus thing, where yeah, it's like yeah. each person is supposed to say a word and sing a song. So it's like, it's just such an interesting thing seeing how media from that time just really kind of influenced even comedians and what they still do today. There's very, they're very unique because those guys don't do stand-up. No. No. And to do whose line is anyway, you have to be, be very... Uh, body oriented a different medium almost so you take someone like keegan michael key mm-hmm. or jordan peele uh bill Hader, fred armison you know guys who are very body oriented they would be perfect yeah. for a comeback of that show robin uh, williams would robin williams would have been great but robin williams would have been too big well not just that but he's the 360 comedian yeah he yeah. did stand-up movies impressions and cartoons and improv, he, he's he was there, you know, all around median, mm-hmm. you know, and he came up in a very special time because it was nothing but stand up. Yeah, and there was like the only show he was on was Mork and Mindy, and before that he did touring with Billy Crystal and <laughs> fucking uh, what's her name, uh, Black Lady from the View. Um, fuck Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, yeah. it was. Goldberg, Crystal, and Williams, man. That's a, that was the big three. I was say. Um, and, you know, Bill Crystal even had, did sketch comedy. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. uh, and then there was like uh, the Mel Brooks. Oh, Mel Brooks. Sketch Mel, shows Mel back Brooks in the 70s like and first, things like that. It's like the first Kevin Smith, the fan mm-hmm. who made something himself. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's, it's so hilarious seeing stuff like that. Like, because it's a different version of comedy, just like there's different versions of music, you know? Yeah. Uh, like, to do whose line is anyway, you have to be shoot from the hip mm-hmm. every night, yeah. every time, and that's why Drew Carey isn't considered as funny on that show because he's a stand-up comedian, yep, and he's a comedy writer. Mm-hmm. So he takes he has a process, and his process doesn't just doesn't run as fast. Yeah. Now, but you take those same guys, Wayne Brady. What is he great at? Being a game show host. Mm-hmm. And play and doing duets with Mark Rubley. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but, but he's good at the game show host thing because he's good at shooting at the hip, quick improv, and wit. he's also that one thing game show hosts need. He's very enthusiastic yeah. about who he's talking to. Yes, um, very excited, very hype. Yeah, very hype. And oh, can you imagine just having a Wayne Brady around, just being like hyping oh, you up? That would be exhausting after yeah. a, a minute. After does Wayne Brady need to cut a bitch? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Wayne. Yes, does Wayne, Wayne Brady need to shut the fuck up? Oh, oh. Mr. Benjamin looks lonely. This <laughs> seems a little light. <laughs> I love that too. They'll talk about another sketch comedy show, Dave Chappelle, who there went from go. who went from some of the best stand up in the early days to ruining his life with a sketch comedy show, <laughs> and then coming back and producing some of the greatest comedy we've ever heard. Oh yeah! But that's what became the standard after his show. Then yeah. Comedy Central had to have a sketch show every year since yeah. whether it was Mind of Mencia or oh, Key and Peele or, or, uh, or fuck even Blue Collar Comedy TV yeah. or Blue Collar TV 
And, and even that that hurt because it's like I, it, we didn't really talk about that one too much on the uh, comedian special because we didn't talk about their shows as much. But blue collar TV that hurt because I enjoyed the tour. I yeah. liked those four. And when I heard they were going to get a TV show, I'm like, fuck yeah! You know, I was a kid. I was like, fuck yeah! I get to see new versions of that comedy every time. And then it's like the more I watched this, like each episode, it never got better. I was like, they're just rehashing jokes and like overplaying it like they're pushing too hard and it's not funny branding branding get her done yeah. branding branding that, but that goes that goes to uh i think someone was talking about last time we were talking about this mm-hmm. um, conservative comedy is non-progressive comedy yeah the Gitter Duns, the Jeff Dunhams, you know, there's a reason he doesn't change it up yeah. because they love hearing that same shit over and over again. I've got a perfect example. I did not trail too far off, but the fucking um, um, uh, the Cracker Barrel meme of uh, that, that guy's wife that got fucking fired yeah. and how the boomer culture just grabbed onto that. If you go to their Twitter to this, Brad's wife, that's what it was. Oh, God. If you go to their Twitter page today, you'll still see motherfuckers in their 40s, 50s, 60s. Did you hire back Brad's wife? It's yeah. like they don't know when to give it up. No, it's it's a very, like, I'm not bashing conservative, but I'm saying the comedy is very limited. Mm-hmm. Uh, go, do it again, do it again. Yeah, do it again. Yeah, uh, let's hear the hits. Yeah, that's why people like Ron White don't stay with them motherfuckers. Uh, and the other guy, you had mentioned another guy that was... Billingvall? No, no, no. Uh, on another comedy tour they did, and you couldn't think of the name. Uh-huh. I figured out who it was. Yeah? Because he had a badass joke about pulling a rifle out and almost shooting his wife from a balcony. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great joke. It was a good joke. He's like, hold up, stay with me. <laughs> stay with me, stay with me. He pulled out, he, he saw something in the field, he wasn't sure what it was, and like, he's on the balcony, so he can't quite see it, but he doesn't have a doctor, so he pulls out his rifle, and then she begins to serpentine through the field. <laughs> because, but he's just trying to see that who it is. familiar, but it wasn't a blue collar comedy tour because the this only one ones- was the, the joke I'm talking about. What the guy? Because he never he didn't he he strayed so far off the fucking path. It had to be Billing. Was it Rod, no, no, Rodney this, Carrington? No, no, no. This guy was a one hit one hit wonder that I saw. He had glasses, long black hair. He kind of looked like uh, the dude. Uh, it's a very depressing comedic. Uh, glasses, beard. Black hair. Um, uh, anyway, sad sack. Yeah. Uh, and, and you said this was on one of the blue collar specials. It was the one that wasn't the big one. Well, they did three. Yeah, this wasn't one of them. This, All is, right, uh, this like is still the, a blue collar comedy tour, but this is early on, and he got rid of. They got rid of him and replaced him with Ron White. Oh, okay, okay. No, uh, I wasn't talking okay. about that. I, I yeah. hadn't seen that. Yeah, but uh, this guy was hilarious. Yeah, but he's just talking about his wife serpentine. <laughs> and he's just trying to see who the fucks in his yard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I vaguely remember that joke now, but yeah. no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, w- I didn't bring that up. I, forgot I, thought, about that was, that. I thought that was the guy you were talking about. Yeah, no, no, no. Was it an older guy? Yeah, it was an older guy. Like. He was kind of like Mark Marin, but it wasn't Mark Marin. Okay, I think I know who you're talking about, yeah, but I like, can't think of his name either. Like the more you started describing the joke, it more started kind of coming back to me. But yeah, no, I wasn't thinking about well, no, that. Stay with me with the rifle joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Stay with me. Stay with me. It's okay. <laughs> Does he have the bit about South Carolina Gamecocks? I think so. Where you, where it's like a summer fest in the University of uh, South Carolina is. Well, before I tell you this story, I have to let you know this fact. <laughs> there are mascots called the Gamecocks. So it's like if you go to a Lobster Fest, you get all the Lobster Fest you can eat or something along those lines. Yeah, a weird elaborate joke from South Carolina. Yeah. No, that's how I see conservative yeah, yeah. humor from my point of view. Oh, totally. And it's not bad. It's just 
stale. It is. After years and years of hearing this shit. Like, Bill Lindenvall, I could give a fuck about what the, his jokes. I'm a dork fish, whatever that what, shit not was. Not even that, uh, the here's your sign bullshit. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Foxworthy nailed it with you might be a redneck, but guess what? That shit gets tired after a while. Yeah. And you got Larry the Cable Guy who, taught, who like, got into character but in real life, he's an uber liberal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like Rod White said, he's a fucking Democrat from hell. Yeah. <laughs> and I love Rod White, even though he hangs out with that crazy motherfucker, uh, Dr. Phil. <laughs> it's like Ron White just wanted to be, you know, just a legit stand-up performer. He and- wanted to drink for free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? <laughs> but Jeff Fox he, he's, he, Ron White was the motherfucker sitting at the bar a whole bunch of people going you're pretty funny you should do uh, open mic nights you're almost as good as Jeff Fox <laughs> <laughs> yeah and they started doing open mic nights and people just started giving him drinks and he's like alright well here's a way I could drink for free <laughs> <laughs> keep loading them fucking up you know? yeah <laughs> but then you got like the far side of that which is SNL yeah which they change it up too much there's some skits that they do I would love to see more of. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Black Jeopardy is yeah. such a hilarious skit. Um, but with, the problem with SNL is that they're on the biggest platform, you know, arguably in media yeah. for uh, sketch comedy. Well, that, they've been around for so long. Yeah, and it's a legacy thing, and they have their audience that they have to, you know, get their numbers to and all that yeah. shit, you know. But. And they have, you know, gems, like some of the greatest comedians we've probably ever seen. Bill Murray started on that. Jane Curtin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim Belu- J- John Belushi, not Jim yeah. Belushi. Yeah. I mean, he was there too, but. He was yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, and then you have people like Bill Hader, uh, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler. Um, and I'm, I'm, miss, I'm not missing a fuck ton. Norm MacDonald, mm-hmm. Chris Farley. That's like the biggest. Bill like, Hartman. That's like the biggest dot you can get on your resume as a comedian. Yeah, for that time. And there's, what's funny is there's so many people who have failed to get on SNL. You wouldn't believe it. Oh, yeah. I've Kevin heard the Hart stories. Kevin couldn't get on fucking SNL. Or like the ones that were there for a minute and then fucked up. But then oh, yeah. uh, found like Andy f- Dick. Andy, or uh, Chris Rock. He uh, yeah. was only on for like maybe a year or two. And, if uh, that, yeah. Yeah. And he got fired or he quit. One Andy or the Murphy other. got let go because of a fucking uh, argument with uh, David Spade. Oh, shit. Yeah. And they, he never came back because David Spade made a joke about him after he left. And it was just like. Yeah. yeah. I forget the specifics, but I remember it was reading about, about that. It's about him getting a training hooker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Saturday Night Live was never a show I watched too much. Like, I only caught some of it. Like, um, it's very I, adult. I remember humor. Jeff Williams uh, had a videotape of like the Christmas specials, uh, like the best of the Christmas specials. And I remember we'd watched that a couple times. And I think it came with like a bonus tape of like the best of like years between yeah. this and this. Bill Sweaty and his sweaty balls. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, and so it's like, we, we watched a handful of that and I always thought that was funny. Just for some reason, just mad TV was just the one that I could put on and actually enjoy more. Mad than, TV is so fucking raunchy. And, and maybe it was, and maybe it wasn't even because it was raunchy, but mad TV skewered more pop culture. Saturday night live skewered more celebrities. And I didn't follow celebrity, but I followed pop culture. So it's like I would laugh at the Pizza Hut parody commercial, but if it was you know Sean, uh, someone acting like Sean Connery, I'd be like, okay, this is this is kind of funny, but you know whatever. So I think that's more or less where I came from. Is Mad TV really skewered pop culture, and it was Saturday Night Live skewered very, celebrities, it was very current pop culture, yeah, because uh, McDonald dressed up like Doctor Phil, mm-hmm. 
and Deborah Wilson was Oprah, mm-hmm. and Oprah gets on the show, and he's like, "You fat pig!" Yeah, <laughs> and she's like, "I made you, motherfucker!" <laughs> and like, and you have like the PE teacher, which was Keegan Michael Key, yeah, and uh, Jordan Peele. They were veterans of that show, yeah, Mad TV, and that's where their AA Ron skit skit really mm-hmm. comes from. Yeah, yeah, and they wasted it on SNL. He hosted SNL not long ago, mm-hmm. like Keegan Michael Key did, and they yeah. wasted it. Damn. They couldn't even do it right. And Damn. I was just like, fuck, man, this was a bit of the skit, the skit that yeah, everyone that wants to see. Yeah. The coach the coach Hines, that's what it was on Mad TV, remember? Because yeah. he'd always look at Bobby Lee and like you. Caraco! <laughs> Caraco! <laughs> <laughs> My favorites were like the football sketches they would do when they would make fun of like the football players' names. Oh yeah, uh, th- that was Key and Peele. Yeah, yeah. The Brickishaw Brickish. That's the real person. Yeah, but then they, they, but then they would go Leon Maxwell Gilliams, yeah. Ohio State Penitentiary. <laughs> <laughs> it's like John Smith, BYU. <laughs> It'd be like all these, all these, just like stupid fucking name people, and then it'd be the one white guy. BYU. <laughs> of course. My name's Dan. Dan from BYU. And then, then it, one of them was Dolphin Noises. D- ah! D- yeah. Torque Brr- Lewis. Torque Lewis. <laughs> Fudge. Oh, yeah. Fudge. What's his name? It's like Cher. Fudge. Yeah. It was funny. Thinking back on it now, uh, some of the other shows I enjoyed around that same time period, it's like sketch comedy and like improv was getting really big because the Muppets revival mm. was set up kind of like a sketch comedy show. Yeah. And I even remember liking that a lot as a kid. So maybe just that kind of like fast paced variety TV just really kind of set in with a certain generation. And it's like even showing itself with stuff like the Eric Andre show and, you know, weird sketch comedies that show up on, you know, Adult Swim. That, that's the, all right. So yeah, uh, the, Comedy is the right. Yeah. Eric Andre is the left side. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> like Hannibal Burris made that show. Eric Andre is an asshole. <laughs> but that's the character. I understand that's the character, but it's also him. <laughs> well, I mean, you, it's no different than like, okay, talking about the, the way sketch shows changed. I mean, Stephen Colbert and uh, all that, that was even sketch comedy. I liked about Stephen Colbert was it was a fallacy. Yeah. Stephen Colbert is not that right wing nut job on the Colbert report and right, then right. he becomes himself on Late Night with Stephen Colbert but I would say the same thing with Eric Andre he's not really that kind of character he's really playing it up for the show yeah but in a fucked up way I, I see it as a fucked up way yeah is because it just not, the delivery of it like because I can understand like, if it just gets bes- under your skin personality wise it's cringy pranks that I don't like <laughs> but but you also do understand that the people going on know what they're yeah. signing up for. Yeah, but now he's got a new show now where people don't know uh-huh. on Netflix. And I've watched some of that. Because yeah. I was hoping like maybe he had some of that Eric Andre feel, you know. Yeah, yeah. No. It doesn't. It's it's a weird, weird, violent prank show. Well on how- the point imagine if the guys of Jackass didn't know it was about to happen. Well, I was gonna say, so what would be the difference between like Bad Grandpa and this? So, like, Bad Grandpa, I mean, he, uh, Johnny Knoxville even came to Charlotte and shot a lot of that movie over here, and he was just doing, like, what could be done as, you know, scarier big pranks, you know, getting thrown through the Value Village window, you know. Yeah, but that was him. Or, or like, a Sasha Baron Cohen. Sasha Baron Cohen does comedy that's a social commentary, because he made it very clear after he did Borat. Uh, or not Borat, uh, was it? Uh, Bruno. Bruno, which is yeah. a very fucked up movie. That's a very fucked up movie. Well, he has a, there's a part in Bruno towards the end where he kisses a dude. Yeah. Right. And the whole crowd goes fucking nuts because yeah. it's like redneck wrestling 100 or some shit. Yeah. 
everyone goes nuts and starts violently doing shit because that's what Shasik Barracon wants to happen. Right. Because he's proven, yeah, look, look what I did. I kissed a dude, and this is their response to kill us. That was their response to that. Yeah. yeah. And that's what Shasik Barracon is trying to tell you. Like, the littlest thing can set off these people who are dangerous and are part of our society that we overlook. Mm-hmm. Same with uh, Borat yeah. when he does some of the immigration stuff on the subway. And most of us like, get the fuck off the subway, you terrorist fuck. Yeah. yeah. You know? And that's, that's what he plays for. You know, in the beginning, it was Ali G, you know, and that, right. that thug, you know, Arab, you know, stuff like that. And that was funny. But then he realized what he could do with it. Because you got people like Stephen Colbert, like that, who does a social commentary of like, how stupid does this sound when I say this right-wing crazy fucking fact. So or you, this so you wouldn't fact. see Eric Andre doing a social commentary on the late-night TV structure and how... On oh, late-night MT- TV structure. But I'm saying, like, what I'm saying is I don't like his show. It's just my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's but, fine. But I, I, just, I don't like his show, and I don't like his delivery. Right. Like, he could be... It's You know, subtlety goes a long way with these people. I understand. That's why Between Two Ferns mm. is a perfect example of a fucked up way to do late night television. Yeah. <laughs> His is just like lazy slapstick comedy, it seems like. But that's what he's saying that the late night formula is. Yeah, that's fine. I'm just saying I don't like it as much as, you know, subtlety. It's not yeah, as yeah, subtle, yeah. you know, because he could be in the middle of a conversation and then all of a sudden a ball falls from the fucking ceiling. You know, yeah. it's some weird, you know. Mm-hmm. There's no foreshadow like a, there could be no foreshadowing, but it's just it's a weird setup. Yeah, and it's just not for me. No, I got you. But to me, that that's that far left side mm. compared to the right side. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I have not watched one episode of Eric Andre. The best part is Hannibal Burris. <laughs> yeah, Hannibal, Hannibal Burris makes it like, wow. Time is a construct. <laughs> <laughs> now, now you gotta do it in the voice, man. Yeah. Whack. Whack. <laughs> Whack. <laughs> no, and, and why the, are you booing me? I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and to kind of talk about another show we brought up earlier, whose line is it anyway? Was one of the few shows that Mom and I would actually make sure to catch and watch. I I remember distinctly we were actually on vacation to the beach, and we had just gotten in the hotel in time. Mom looked at the clock and went. Oh shit! And ran to the TV and turned it on because there was a new episode of Whose Line Is It Anyway? And it was ten minutes in, yeah. and it's like, and it's like, so I remember like it was like that important for us that like even we were on vacation, we walked into the hotel, and mom was like, "Oh shit, we've got time!" and like turned it on, and we we're like watching this horrible fuzzy reception, and that was like the kind of the cap off of the night before we went to bed and everything. Yeah, you can't watch Chappelle's show with mom, but you can watch Whose Line with mom. <laughs> My parents never watched any of that stuff. Really? Uh, no, nah, they never. They didn't like. They didn't watch Dave Chappelle when it came on. Mm-hmm. Even though I told them, I would tell them like, "Hey, you got to check this out." It's so funny. Oh yeah. no, I was upstairs hiding Chappelle's show from my <laughs> mom and dad. <laughs> my, parents, my parents didn't watch it till recently. Really? Yeah, because I was like, because they watched the Equanimity uh, stand up. Yeah, and uh, I was like, check out his show. It's very good. And I remember back then when Chappelle's show was going on, Mount and Sia. They were fans of that because he was everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, compared of it, it's well, not. If you want a, to hear the original jokes. Yeah, if you want to hear the original jokes, you could listen to fucking George Lopez. Yeah, no shit. Stanhope and all them motherfuckers. Um, but no, was, uh, the sketch comedy on Comedy Central bumped up uh, after the presents started to, like, wane. Yeah, after post Appel show, since uh, I guess Comedy Central was counting on Dave Chappelle to do another season, they were like, well, 
uh, here's uh, Amy Schumer. Here's Key and Peel. Yeah. Here's uh, a you bunch remember, of others. Like, in the early 2000s was the golden age for SNL. Or like, a sec, or like another golden age. Yeah, like a re, like a re, like a re, like a gilded age kind of. Yeah. Who, who'd you have? You had Tina Fey, Will Ferrell. Yeah. Uh, Amy uh, Poehler. Uh, oh fuck! What's his name? Uh, I forgot that was the Chris same Kattan. time. Amy Poehler, Chris Kattan. Yeah. Um, Up the 2001 uh, cast. Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guest stars were perfect because they had people like Christopher Walken. Drew Barrymore, you know, people who knew what comedy was, you know, and that's like it, the host got involved. And yeah, the host uh, was a little bit better than they are now. Yeah, Tracy, yeah. Tracy Morgan. Tracy I forgot Morgan, about that. Yeah. The, the the best one, the sneaky bald one. The sneaky best one was probably Daryl Han uh, Daryl Hammond though. Yeah, <laughs> they did like the Bill Clinton sketches and all that. Yeah. All I the loved, president sketches are hilarious. I love. Uh, I loved. Ep- they brought them all back for the one episode. I loved SNL's uh, political sketches. Yeah, and I loved their musical guests. Oh man! The whenever they were, whenever they would do syndication and you know, play stuff from like the early '90s, and would have like uh like deep cut fucking '90s bands that I'd never like seen on TV or anything like that. It'd be like the one time I get to see them, and it'd be cool. It's always be a cool performance. Yeah, the first time I ever saw Chris Stapleton was on. Nice. Uh, the Black Keys, mm-hmm. back when they barely st- first album in, bam, they're on there. Yeah. Uh, the old episodes of SNL. First time I ever saw Sinead O'Connor cover that one song. Oh, yeah. Is that the one where she uh, yeah, wrote the, uh, the Pope's picture? At the time, uh, I didn't even give a shit, but damn, that was a good song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the political sketches on there, I swear to God, I think it's a conspiracy. They had a deal worked out with Donald Trump to make some of the best goddamn political sketches of all time with Donald Trump's cabinet. Like, the See, press secretary once he had Melissa McCarthy as what's his name the press secretary and he would just get up in the face he'd move the podium and just start bashing press with it he's like you got another fucking question huh you got another fucking question <laughs> alright now that it's over with I'm gonna I, sh- I should revisit oh, it yeah. so. watch Kate McKinnon one of the greatest SNL actors I've ever seen anytime I hear her name all I think oh, of is fucking God. all I hear is Coulter Wall too <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fucking Kate McKinnon playing uh Oh, former Secretary of State. Uh, shit, not Spicer. Um, the guy who quit, who got fired, really. Like everyone uh, else. That, I, anyway, I, he's I, this, I, he's I this weird Southern that. dude from Alabama who hates marijuana and gays. <laughs> but Every other Jeff guy from Sessions, Alabama. Jeff fucking Sessions. She does a perfect oh. Jeff Sessions because he looks like a goblin. Ah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like I said, just, I don't know. I, I, even political humor just winds up kind of feeling like falling dull on me because you're bringing up Comedy Central. I mean, I, I even tried watching Little Bush when they came out. And that oh, was yeah, kind of funny. Was like the, uh, like Little Bush and his retarded brother, Jib. Yeah. <laughs> and that was kind of funny, but just, I don't know. Political humor was never that funny to that. me. <laughs> then, they tr- then they tried to do the That's My Bush with like the live action. Yeah, you well, know. they did one. Uh, they did a Little Bush and then they did one with Obama for a little while. Then they did one uh, Trump Little yeah, Trump. They did a little tr- that was that on, was on uh, Showtime. Yeah, they, they did that in another uh that's my president kind of thing or whatever. Yeah. Like so, so stations will try anytime yeah, there's a try. new president. Well you talk about Hammond, they they brought him back. They brought the dude that did uh, George W. They brought oh, uh, Will Farrell. Will Farrell. They brought uh, Farrell, Hammond, and the guy that did uh the older George Bush. And the oh, one that did, fucking Dana Carvey. Yeah, Dana Carvey. And they brought them all back. With uh, I forget the black guy's name from SNL now, but he was Obama. But they all brought him back. Yeah, I forget his weird too. fucking sketch. It is so hilarious. Yeah. It's like all these former presidents hanging out, mm. and then here comes Trolley, like Jimmy Carter, like yeah, motherfucker, I'm still alive. 
was uh oh Danny Carvey was Ross Perot too, yeah. wasn't he? Let me finish. <laughs> Can't finish. Let me finish. That was that was the part that when uh, Ross Perot died. That was the one part that made me go like, "Aw." Oh, <laughs> Ross Perot was the Donald Trump before Donald Trump. Yes, uh, yeah. except he knew how to business. <laughs> <laughs> he knew how to business. Yeah, we're in our thirties. <laughs> <laughs> Let me finish. <laughs> was there any other uh, sketch comedy shows that we hadn't really mentioned? Um, not off, not offhand. I'll probably think of it after the show. Of course, <laughs> yeah. as, as it always happens. Yeah, but, Matt TV was kind of like the other like big one that wasn't SNL. That wasn't think, like on Comedy Central. Looked, if you think about it, they have bled into some other shows, mm-hmm. especially with the person, someone like Seth MacFarlane, yeah, who does Cutaways, which yeah. is a sort of sketch, uh, which I love those. Uh, <laughs> I can't. Yeah, really, those are all kind of sketches in themselves. It's about yeah. like the robot chicken thing. Yeah, the robot chicken. Yeah, mm-hmm. have you? Ever, did you ever hear the joke that he says about robot chicken in the Star Wars special? Oh yeah, they take like a whole two minutes on it at the oh, end. It's hilarious. He's like, oh, at least that robot chicken. He's like, what? Because Chris is voiced by Seth Green, the guy. Yeah, this is fucking hilarious. Oh, I remember too. I've caught up to some new robot chicken. It's yeah. still, it's still got it. It's still got that oh, shit. Yeah. They do have the darkest sketch though. Do you remember the darkest sketch? Which one? Uh, they call it, uh, it was on Robot Chicken. It was a little boy. He's laid in his bed, and his dad busts in, or no, his dad comes home, and the wife's like, you don't see it. It's just a little boy in his bedroom. And you hear, like, oh, look who decided to show up. He's like, fuck you, bitch. I was at work. She's like, you smell like liquor. And he's oh, just I like, and then he goes now. back and forth, back and forth. Oh, yeah, bitch. And you hear a pop, pop, pop. And then dad busts in the door. Hey, son, you want to go to Disneyland? <laughs> what about my Disneyland? <laughs> <laughs> and then, then he runs back out, and you hear, you hear fucking. Woo, you hear like police sirens and yeah, yeah. like they, they put some LEDs in the background red and blue oh yeah and he's just like heaven's gonna rain on your heads tonight motherfuckers <laughs> and then the cops just leave and then it redoes it with the mom uh, and then it redoes it again and then all of a sudden a fucking tooth fairy it's called the tooth fairy sketch yeah. but a tooth fairy a bunch of like big band people come in darkest sketch darkest sketch darkest sketch <laughs> <laughs> But like Key and Peele, man, their sketches are so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if y'all ever caught up on that. Anymore. I haven't watched a lot of it. Just no. the famous ones, really. I didn't watch it religiously. They're, they're, they, like, they have a lot of recurring ones that are really good, and you can tell that's the one they cherry pick those. Yeah, yeah. Like, like the football one, like the uh, like the Coach Hines. Well, Coach Hines wasn't Coach Hines. Coach Hines was on Matt TV. Okay. Substitute teacher is on. Substitute teacher was essentially, Aaron, essentially Jake Quillen. But yeah, but he was essentially Coach Hines. Yeah, in that. he was essentially Coach Hines. <laughs> yeah. But you know, you work with what you got. You know. And you actually see a lot of people from Mad TV show up in Key and, Spiel, Key and Peele sketches. They all kind of bleed into each other's, you know, groups and shows That's and because, you movies. know, if you, if you wind up spending that much time with each other making comedy, I oh, mean, yeah. you're, you're probably not just going to, you know, drop them and not quit talking to them, you know? You guys have, like, a favorite, like, sketch? Think of, like, one that from like, makes you laugh all the time if you were to watch it again. Probably the mad real world. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I love when he's walking past him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you stabbed me. I'm bleeding. <laughs> uh, honestly, I, I already kind of mentioned it earlier. The uh, the mad TV kiss segments. Those are always funny. But if, if I can't pick a kiss thing, uh, honestly, the Dave Chappelle pop copy. 
I still oh, love welcome that to one. Popcorn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yo, son, it's done. I'm, you're out of here. And if, they, and and if you get one of them uppity customers that asks to speak to the manager, just tell them you are the manager. Motherfucker, I am the manager. And I love that they got, they got Michael fucking Rappaport to be the sketch. Yes. <laughs> the only white guy, Spike Lee, said, could say the N word. <laughs> but, but like, he's like, Yo, motherfucker! I am the man. Uh-huh. But he's got the same guy from uh, uh, what was it? Uh, True Romance. Well, not just that. Uh, the Hispanic guy. Uh, that's his buddy in. Uh, oh, and a uh, half baked. Half baked guy. Yeah. And he's like, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the button on the end is like, and people may ask why? Why do we treat our customers like this? Because fuck them, that's why. <laughs> I love that. Ever since I heard that, because I was like deep in retail at that point yeah. when I heard that bit, and I'm just like. Bravo, <laughs> bravo! Yeah. I think my favorite, and I think it's just so funny because it took a lot of time to do, mm-hmm. and they still fuck it up. Yeah, is in a Mad TV skit with Coach Hines. There is a classroom, and Bobby Lee is keep cracking these stupid little jokes. And if you remember Coach Hines, he's always chewing gum, and he's got this big ass mustache. Yeah, <laughs> is that how you feel? And he pulls his because sh- he's got his shorts all the way the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. And he walks out the door, and then from off center, off scene, mm-hmm. he goes around the set, and he comes in like someone running from the crowd, and he jumps on Bobby Lee's back. He's like Yamanashi, <laughs> <laughs> and he just like he's he's perching on Bobby Lee's neck, and everyone's like scared because he's because they got their backs faced to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just like Yamanashi. <laughs> he looks like a fucking bird <laughs> just perched on this little guy's neck and like you could tell Bobby Lee's like scared like yeah. Ari Schaefer's coming <laughs> did, did they uh, talk this out or was this like uh, no. all improv like, I, looked up, I looked it up I was just like no cause he went out the door and like it was, he was supposed to come back in yeah. and get in Yamanashi's face but he went out out the door around the set around the wall and came from the camera angle and just <laughs> Yamanash, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like I'll show it to you after this. But the perch, the way he perches on the chair, because yeah. he's sitting on a desk like we used to have in school, you know, with the arm right here, and yeah. And he just perches on this motherfucker, <laughs> and you're like, oh my god, <laughs> somebody help Bobby Lee. Yeah. So why do you think it is Drink. that uh, probably the sketch show, for all intents and purposes, or at least like the sketch show, as in like a whose line is it anyway, or a new Saturday Night Live or a new Mad TV? Why do you think that's basically done at this point? I think it's because. Uh, no one willing to do it anymore. I think there's plenty of people willing to do it. I feel like they've tried doing it, but it just winds up failing. I mean, they tried rebooting Whose Line Is It Anyway. They even brought back the uh, British host for the most recent season. Yeah, um, we got shows like Robot Chicken and Family Guy that do 10-second right, sketches, essentially. But that was what we were talking about earlier with yeah. the format kind of changing. So I'm kind of curious as to when the format changed, why did it, like the old one, just kind of basically die? No, man. Um you could argue low ratings toward the ends of some of these shows. SNL isn't having great ratings. They haven't had good ratings in like it's 10 years. What's the, what's the only, is there any other sketch show that's been around since? Uh, oh, they're all gone. Not that stuck around, no. There's no sketch show that's really stuck around. Ooh, I forgot. I, I blanked on this one until now. What about uh, Mr. Show with Bob and David? Oh, Mr. Show with Bob and David. Oh, yeah, those are good. I love those. And like, why does kids you know and yeah. kids in the hall? yeah. 
Oh, man, Kids in the Hall had some of the best stuff on IFC. Well, I was going to say, yeah, it's stuff like Wes Keys, you know. I feel like that's even part of that new breed of sketch comedy. Because something I was going to bring up at the beginning is the what you mentioned with like kind of changing the format. I feel like the only room for that left is a show like Auntie Donna. Yeah. So that was kind of sketchy, even though it was still a narrative story per episode. Every time they clipped to a new scene, it was basically like a new improv sketch moment that would just yeah. special effects and, you know, everything's planned. a drum. Everything's a drum. And yeah. then, it like, then it like deviates and uh-huh. they're like, we need a new roommate cowboy yeah. <laughs> he's like a dishwasher yeah so it's like there's there's this wet random weird moment so if we kind of want to lump family guys cutaways as skits you know that almost feels like a skit written comedy show and that feels like the best we can get out of it these days i think if someone was to do one another mm-hmm. sketch comedy would have to be some snl alums yeah on comedy central mm-hmm. or fx fx oh. has the room for it um but I would like to see Seth MacFarlane and some SNL alums. Even bring in the Mad TV guys. Mm-hmm. You know, Will Sasso, he's on a sitcom right now. Yeah. Um, he's on the show Mom. Yeah. Um, Michael McDonald appears in movies a lot, I see. Uh, well, like Jordan Peele, you know, he's making movies. Yeah, but what- Michael Key's still running around. Get him. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to be like, a, like anything else. There's going to be a new generation that finds yeah. a new lane to, uh, you know, appeal to a new audience i think the reason like why does kids you know bob and tom and all that worked because there wasn't a lot there wasn't availability mm-hmm. like comedy central presents yeah. or whose line is in any way because there's a gap yeah when they stop and then you have have what do you have this funny game show host and that's it yeah like, mm-hmm. some late night guys were still kicking mm-hmm. letterman and leno which hit or miss yeah yeah, um, we, we weren't watching that a lot as no, teenagers. But like, and the consumption we of more Conan O'Brien than anything. Yeah, he's fucking hilarious. But like the consumption of these late night things change with yeah. the ebb and flow of. You have time to watch it. When do you have time to watch it? I think what kills it a lot, what's killing a lot of that stuff is, I need something that I can keep my focus on for a solid nine hours when I'm off work. Yeah. And then when I finish watching it, I go to sleep and go back to fucking work. Yeah. That's why over my weekend time, if you can't watch it within that span, people aren't going to watch it because binging is now the only thing left. It is. Uh, Cause my podcasts are more successful than late night talk shows now. Yeah. Like I could listen to a podcast like ours or anyone else that runs between an hour and two hours Mm -hmm. while I drive to work. Exactly. I'm on break and then stop and then pick up where I left off mm-hmm. as opposed to, I have to record this. I have to sit down and watch it. Or if I watch it live, which is the fucking worst, <laughs> I have to watch fucking commercials. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I got a, you know, I get three questions out of my guests as opposed to a podcast where I get a two hour conversation. Yeah. But then YouTube's doing the same fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Good mythical morning. Yeah. Uh, hot ones. Yeah. Josh Evans. Yeah. One of the greatest interviewers I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I swear to God, he is one of the greatest interviewers. <laughs> he beats Dan Rather. <laughs> Put that motherfucker on 60 Minutes. Right? <laughs> Let's interview Saddam Hussein while eating chicken wings. <laughs> Tell me you wouldn't watch that. <laughs> I would. 
So Saddam, I understand that you know it's hard building a dictatorship and you know putting an iron fist on the country of Iraq. So uh, what kind of cookies do you like? You know, you know what I'm saying? That's Josh Evans. It's yeah. just so dynamic. <laughs> Oh my god! No, I, I, I totally agree. That's, that's what's going to happen. It's going to be somebody through YouTube or some other outlet that's not going to be you know traditional TV. And what will happen is they'll put them on cable and they'll kill them. Yep, that's what they did with Dave Chappelle. They Cable's put them on, on television. Its, they put them on television and it kills their career. Cable's on its way out, though. You think it is? He yeah. needs to stay on. Like, some of these people need to stay on fucking YouTube. Bro. I was just going to say that's where the new thing's going to happen. Unless you put them on all on one channel, just one channel. <laughs> that that people have tried doing that shit before it yeah. goes horribly. Well, now, now I've noticed like a lot of television stations like skimming through cable, it's all just syndicated one sh- like one show. Yeah, forever. Uh huh. Golden Girls. Golden forever. Girls. This is the Golden Girls Channel. Yeah, the Golden See. Girls Channel. The fucking Saturday Night Live Channel. Yeah. Seinfeld. Ugh, gross. Uh. <laughs> Out of the two of the time, we talked about this on the comedy show, but no, out of the two, I still have to go Seinfeld versus Friends. There are some, there are some good ones, like some good episodes. Yeah, yada like, yada yada. Yeah, uh, I oh. love I love it, but I get why people hate it. It's like Van Halen. Go, go show about nothing, <laughs> hey, man. Don't you dare compare Seinfeld to Van Halen, you motherfuckers. Okay, I'll compare to Van Hager. I don't give a fuck. Van I'll come here in a whoop chicken. I don't care. <laughs> Hello, baby. <laughs> it's just, I can see there's no time anymore for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Even a lot of SNL stuff is going straight to YouTube. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and the only thing that I think, one thing that's keeping uh, SNL alive is Hulu. Yeah. Uh, and that's keeping a lot of shows alive. Oh, totally. Peacock now. <laughs> no one watches that shit. <laughs> Unless you got a fucking Spectrum subscription. <laughs> I found that out the other day. Like somebody listed off all the like streaming services and put it on Twitter. It's like we are not going to watch all of these. Yeah. <laughs> Get your shit together. He's basically talking to Amazon, yeah. <laughs> Disney, and fucking anyone else. <laughs> Get your shit together, HBO. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, I think at the end of the day, we're just going to wind up having Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, Disney, and HBO. Disney is Hulu. Yeah, but I, I feel like Disney's still going to want to separate their next day TV viewing from their Disney catalog. Yeah. So I, I still feel like Hulu by name is still going to stick around for oh, yeah. next day TV show streaming. But I think I think you know it's part of the umbrella of Disney now. It is. But it is. I think I think they'll tack it on as like a premium thing. It's like oh, spend that extra money, we'll give you this dead stepkid. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can play with it. It's not it's not rotted all the way, but yeah, you can still play with it. <laughs> it still has episodes of Family Guy on it. It's still got the marionette strings I put it on his hands. <laughs> Look, you can make him clap. <laughs> well, like I, I would love to see. I can't wait for the Entertainment Wars. Oh, it's gonna happen. It's yeah. gonna happen. I can't wait for our little implants to subliminally tell me to buy Doritos instead of the chip <laughs> shit. It's Disney and Warner Brothers, man. Disney and Warner, not nah, Warner Brothers. He's gonna kill the one brother, and make the other one decide. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to see. Just a meme of just like Disney Thanos just stomping one to death and making the other one watch and pointing at him. was like, you. <laughs> oh, my God. The great uh, Disney. Well, this has been a fun way to wrap up an episode time Please about sponsor Disney. comedy. Please sponsor us, Disney. <laughs> we'll tell China they're cool. <laughs> we'll be like John Cena. John we'll apologize Cena. for atrocities. <laughs> Dun, 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 dun. I see you. I see you. Dun, 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 dun. 
<laughs> well, for this episode of the Couch Brotatoes, I've been Alex. I've been Cap. And Christy, have any final thoughts for us? Uh, fuck China. <laughs> I know we're going to lose a lot of sponsorship dollars, but I want to get it out now before they have me, have me killed when we get big. Dun, 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 dun. Dun. <laughs> you, you can look at me all day, motherfucker.